two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis, penis. Cooper Broden here to talk about tips and tricks for acting when singing. I had the pleasure of working with Cooper this summer in singing for actors, or is it acting for singing? With Magic Magic Corzine's studio. It's neither, what is it called? Singing? Acting for singers. Acting for singers. Strong and wrong. Here we go. Here we go. That's it. Right now, where are you at, Cooper, where you're tuning in? It's it's in there on a beach or something. I am tuning in from the the beautiful Hilton Head Island, where um, we are in tech for a production of the great Mamma Mia. (gasps) Yes. Mamma Mia, here we go again. My mind. My mind. Yes. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. So you've got the beer, just worn the look for the show. You're getting the tan because you're on an island, so you're 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 doing your work as you're on the beach. That's amazing. Today's the day off, and I couldn't think of a better way than to send it with Jenna Cantor. Yes, I love it. I'm I'm honestly I'm really grateful, especially on a day off. A day off is very valuable. So let's let's just dive in. Can you first just um, talk about how you got into the acting? point of view the acting teaching aspect of singing why not just the vocal part what made you start diving into that as an instructor yeah um well to my surprise um for some reason in the evolution and training and the practice um the disciplines all seem to be very separate um people seem to be often specialized um, and the idea is we can forgive everything else because they're so good at this one particular thing. But of course, the beautiful thing about the genre of music theater is that it requires a profoundly massive diverse skill set. Um, in fact, you can't have enough skills. Um, and from my own experience, it's a great question. I've never actually had to answer this. Um, I have degrees in classical music, so I was taught how to sing. I was taught everything possible about music history, classical, jazz, piano, accompanying, arranging, posing, French, German, Italian. And so I learned how to sing. Um, And when I ended up in music theater, I realized, as was revealed to me by many people pointing it out to me so graciously, that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, So much so that I remember the first time I had a lead in a big show in Chicago. I was playing Billy Bigelow, and I was fresh out of school and ready to sing the soliloquy. Like no one had ever heard it before, and that, as far as I was concerned, was going to be good enough for me and everyone else. And I'm working on the scene leading into the soliloquy, and the director stops me and goes, Cooper, hold hold up. Uh, it, it, It appears as if you go from, like, actor mode into, like, singer mode. And it's inconsistent and there's a noticeable shift. And at the time, not only did I not even really understand what she was talking about, I had no ability to even adjust to that reality. 
And as the years have gone by since that moment, and believe you me, it took another three years to even find my way into empty studios, um, Matthew Corazon Studios, to even begin to understand acting technique through the Eisner method, I found that ideally, you're just a storyteller. And this is what you and I talk about incessantly in class. We're just telling a story, which ironically means getting out of the way of yourself, your agenda, your ego, to serve the script. Now, when it comes to singing, ideally, all that changes is that we elongate vowels. The only difference between singing and speaking is that we're elongating a vowel, a vowel. I mean, I just sang a note by elongating the ba, da, 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 da. I mean, it might've been a, I mean, it might've been a B flat, a ba. Um, so basically the idea is, I don't want to see a difference between your acting and singing. I want them completely integrated, um, unconsciously serving the story. So I guess I fell into that and designed this class with Matt um, to fill in this gap that most people think they're either a dancer, an actor, or a singer, and it's just simply not that case in the industry any longer. It's so true. I, I mean, honestly, with my background in physical therapy, I work with actors all the time because if you have difficulty even walking and feeling comfortable doing that, that's going to throw you off in a show. And uh, time and time again, I've worked with so many performers where they're like, I'm a singer, an actor, not a dancer. They're still going to, you're going to have numbers where they say, here you go. You're learning these steps. <laughs> it just, it comes up for everyone. I end up dancing in most of my shows. Um, <laughs> believe you me, I, I am no dancer. Uh, but believe you me, no one cares. There's there's dancing in musicals. And uh, five, six, seven, eight, it comes. In half the shows I ever do. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have to do really complicated dance steps in Mamma Mia. No, nobody even gave me a, a dance audition. They just sort of assume that you won't ruin the show. Um, yeah. But you know, what's interesting about acting and singing is the same applies there. Like people, pe people are expected to do everything. Like believe you, me, and, and anyone who has a, has a keen eye, we go to the show and we watch the ensemble and someone is always stealing the show in the ensemble because they're completely present and their skill sets are diverse. They're not just a dancer. They're also storytelling with their body, with their eyes, with their face. Um, believe it or not, hate to ruin everyone's dreams, but there's often a limited number of microphones. And even if everyone has a microphone, it doesn't mean their microphone is on. I've done shows where I know the sound man has certain mics on. They're wearing them, but they shut them off because the MD, music director, says, I don't want to hear that. Um, and then there are other people who are actually singing backstage. I've actually been asked to sing backstage when I'm not on stage. The point being, you want to be as as dangerous as possible. You want to have the, as many skill sets and, and, and things to offer as possible. Um, and and that, that is why you can't know too much. Yeah. So when you're talking about the period where you were separating and basically going from the scene, you know, and then diving in and then there was this switch. What were, what were some of your own little discoveries that really helped you connect rather than separate? Oh, I'm singing now. I don't know if you can really verbalize that, but maybe you can. Yeah. A 
it's so tough, right? I mean, you're basically asking the, 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 the artist to, to look in the mirror and, and be able to identify when, quite frankly, they're bullshitting. Um, that, is, that is really, really tricky. Um, yeah, I guess the best way to describe that is you know, everything's just been revealed to me. Um, I see the learn from doing things wrong, and people point it out to me, and I go, huh, that's a good point. Because uh, I just approach everything like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing until I'm proven wrong, which generally happens very quickly. Um, yeah. So the idea being, I'm talking to you, Jenna. Um, we should be able to switch into a scene without there being a, a change in behavior. Um, it's a little complicated because I believe that we're never playing a character. It's just sort of some extension of ourself. Everything is relatable. That's because we're all humans. So old stories are relatable because they all exist within us. So if you and I are talking, Jim, we should be able to slip right into a scene without the way we are speaking changing. And you know it instantly. And actually, you and I worked on this uh, recently where I had you from a provocative question into the scene, into the song. They were mm -hmm. seamless. It's a Tony-nominated performance because mm -hmm. it's all truthful. There's nothing put on. We haven't suddenly switched into... We haven't switched out of conversation into monologue, switching into song. It's just a coherent, seamless experience under ideal conditions. Um, <clears throat> so if I notice a behavioral shift as I start to get into the scene or the monologue, and I notice a behavioral shift as I get into the song, even if it's, even if it's literally within my diction, if I'm suddenly enunciating out of nowhere when the character I'm portraying didn't enunciate before or vice versa, I know that there's an inconsistency. I know that something has shifted in my behavior, which isn't the truth. Um, it's sort of like, a better way to describe it is, I don't know what this trend is, pop singers these days, um, they all sound the exact same. And I can't really describe it because I can't do it, but you know it when it's on the radio because it's everyone sounds the same. I'm literally, um, I can't tell the difference between anyone on the radio. Which means that everyone's putting on an act. Because by definition, you can't all sound the same. It's not possible. So I, I want to know. I want to know who you are when you speak. I want to know who you are when you sing. And if anything switches, you're covering up something, or you're not in touch with something, or there's a vulnerability that you're too insecure to reveal, and so you put on something. You put on a layer, and you always know it when you see it. You always feel it. It's sometimes hard to put into words, but I've had to put myself accountable into that, and I can see it in my body posture. I'm, suddenly talking to my wife on stage, and the next thing I know, I've stood upright, and now I'm singing. And then I go, well, no, you're putting on singer mode, or you've taken off actor mode. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just observing my behavior now. I, I'm walking in a circle on the beach with you, talking. And if you were to go five, six, seven, eight performance, suddenly I changed who I'm being. Well, there's something inconsistent there. You know, there's something I'm covering up, or there's something I'm projecting for one reason or another, and this is where we dive into the psychology of, of people, um, what's getting in our way from just telling yeah, the truth. Yeah, from just being ourselves in the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the little habits that we pick up along the way wow. to survive life itself. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it really is. For anybody who is constantly getting that if anybody anybody's tuning in and is like wait a second i'm one of those people where people have said like i love your singing your acting's not as strong 
What suggestions do you have for them to take actions to help themselves get out of it? It could be tips, tricks. It can even be suggestions on actions in life to take. Yeah. Um, I just want to be solution-oriented a little. That's right. Uh, we, we singers can um, we hide behind our singing. Um, we get the luxury of the highest stakes there are is the song. So what I mean by that is you're, you're doing a scene and there's no place left to go but to bust out the song. Um, so in other words, to, to flip it, I never have to worry too much because no matter how untruthful, flat my acting is, the song is coming. And so the firework is on its way. However, to rely on that is bullshit. Um, and so how do we not rely on that? And the answer is, as is always the case in life, and I don't care if you're an actor or in trauma therapy, the answer is to get the attention of yourself. Always. Always. What I know, Jenna, is a grain of sand on an infinite sea of cosmos, right? So if I admit that all I know is a grain of sand at best, I better lean into the infinite universe I know nothing about, the unknown, the other person, the scene partner, the story I'm telling. If I leave it up to me to control everything, I will manipulate it and it will be fake. If I surrender to what's in front of me and I accept that whoever is in front of me is my teacher, I'm free. I'm living in the unknown. I'm living in the infinite. So you throw your attention on your scene partner. Ideally, they're doing the same. You're both living in the unknown, and that's where the magic happens. Because the greatest music will be the music of whatever happens. That's why we listen to the radio. We consciously turn on the radio because we don't know what's coming next. I figured that out recently with this digital music thing. You know, you and I grew up in Brendan's eight tracks. <laughs> I turn on the radio because I can't control it. So I end up enjoying songs that I would never choose in the first place because I have no control. And ideally, the young actor is training the muscle to do that with the scene partner. I'm just looking at what I'm getting. I'm responding to that because believe it or not, at an unconscious level, the audience isn't interested in what the actor creates. They're not. They're interested in what, how the actor responds. They're interested to see if they're truly listening. They don't know that because that's technique. But that's what makes people go, what a great actor. Not a great actor, like, oh, what great action. What great things they're doing. That's unattractive. What a great actor. Look how present they are. Look how they're responding truthfully, really moment by moment with what they're getting and not generating anything. How many times we've been on a date? How many times we've been in a relationship? How many times we've been at a job? We're just surrounded by people generating things and it's draining. As opposed to just surrendering in the unknown and things flow and that's magic. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I love that. Why do you think people don't do acting classes for singing? Um, well, quite frankly, um, acting for singers that I created with Matt Corazon at MCS was born out of necessity. Um, there, are, there aren't things like that. Um, I was hunting. I was literally hunting for it and taking with Matt, and, and then I saw that was another class, and that's why I signed up. I was, it was literally what I was looking for. I think, you know, honestly, Jen, I, I don't know why there aren't more. I don't know why you have a voice teacher and then you have your acting voice. Um, it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, it makes sense for it to all be in one, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, so 
you know, I can't, I, I don't know why there isn't more of that. Um, I would imagine it comes down to the, the lack of refinement in the, in the eyes of people, quite frankly, making the decisions. Like, yeah, people let things go. People let you get away with some stuff because, uh, well, speaking from experience, believe you me, I got, I got away with murder. I got away with murder for years. I, I, I glossed over things. I brushed over things, but I'm just holding myself at a higher level of accountability these days. And I guess that Matt and I are just hoping to bump up standard of, of accountability within each individual as well. Um, I guess the answer is you can you can fake people out. You can pull some tricks. There's a lot of gloss. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it really is like that thing where someone where someone uh, does circles on their belly and then taps their head, you know, and hops on one leg for all I know to the beat at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's it really has several things going on at once. So it's not yeah. just like, oh, I can sing, I'm ready. Oh, I can act, I'm ready. It's it's yeah. putting things together yeah. in one package and happening all at once. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, Jenna, you're a great example because you can actually do everything. I mean, your, your, your skill set is off the charts, period, just what it is. Even you, with your skill set and the ability to really do everything, even you know when you're faking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely and, do. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's, how, that's how serious of an issue this is. Even someone with your skill set and your experience can still take people out. And, you know, all we're trying to do is uh, <laughs> not allow that. You know right. what I mean? Right, because it levels up what you're doing on there. Yeah, it levels it up. That's amazing. Um, any last, I like these to be short interviews. Any last yep. pieces of advice you have for anyone tuning in on this topic? Yeah, yeah. I've learned in life that, um, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I want everything and I want it now. I want it right now. <laughs> and I deserve it. Um, and that's just not the way the universe is designed. Uh, the universe reveals itself in time when we fall still to receive it. And that's the practice. It's a practice, it's a daily meditation of peace and stillness so we can actually receive truly and fully what's in front of us. And that will be the scene partner, that will be the blessings of, of, of food and shelter, and, and sand and sun. These things all reveal themselves when we fall still. And uh, the, last, so the last advice I, I would say, uh, if you're uh, <laughs> trying to be a great artist or a great human, and they're all the same skills, is uh, fall still, see what's really going on. And you'll be surprised how, how trippy um, and sobering reality is. What are we missing? What are we missing all the time? because of the distractions we create for ourselves on the stage. And, and, then, and then magic happens. And then we lose it. And then we remind ourselves again, we lose it, but we build the muscle. And over time, that muscle grows. Because what you feel, what you love grows. And what you don't simply dies. So, uh, you know, as soon as me and the rest of us are ready to stop being what we're not, is when we're ready to start being who we are. And um, then the world is your oyster. I love Cheers. it. Cheers. I love that. Where can people find you on social media? Especially Instagram, because I know you're on Instagram all the time. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, please, please tread your social media lightly. Connect with humans. 
Uh, I'm Cooper Groton official on Instagram. Uh, um, I'm Cooper Groton on Facebook. Um, easy to find. Um, Acting for Singers, where Jen and I have been doing our work with Matthew Corzine, will be back in August online. Uh, and then uh, most likely in the fall, back in person, perhaps end online in New York. And, um, you know, reach out. I'm easy to find and uh, I'm looking to uh, grow with y'all. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody is jealous of your Hilton Head experience right now. It's just incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Right. Go, oh, wow. Cooper, down in the comments if you are grateful for this, because I sure am.